Hey friend, I am so excited you're here. I'm Marianne Anderson. You might know me from This Loud House on Instagram, and I have a secret to share with you. I'm not really an expert, but I have a ton of friends who are. And each week you can join us for inspiring, fun, and practical tips on how to decorate your home, organize your space, take care of your body, chase those dreams, rock that outfit you just got at Target. And girl, we're going to help you with what the heck to make for dinner too. This is the Life Sunny Side Up Podcast. Welcome. I hope you guys are ready for this. I'm serious. You guys, this conversation is the conversation of the year. I am sitting down today with my friend Cass, the creator of clutterbug.com. And you guys, she is a self-admitted recovering super slob turned organizing expert. Her philosophy has changed me personally, the way that I organize, the way I think about organizing, and it has helped over 500,000 families, y'all, transform their lives through organization. And guess what? Now it's your turn. (laughs) She's been featured on HGTV, Oprah.com, Woman's World, The Huffington Post. I mean, just to name a few. This girl is incredible. I know y'all are going to get some amazing tips and advice on how you can organize your home and your space so that you can live your best life. And guess what? She's going to teach you how to do it with your style. You got to take the quiz to figure out which clutterbug you are and your personality so that it can not only be a one-time thing, but a lifetime thing. Get ready. This is going to be fun, you guys. So if you love this episode, friend, I want you to do three things, okay? First, subscribe. And then that way you never miss an episode. And I'd love to hear your comments. So make sure you leave one of those too. And you can take a screenshot and you can post it on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends. Make sure that you tag me at This Loud House and you can use the hashtag Life Sunny Side Up Podcast. Well, you guys, this is sort of like a dream come true for me. I am sitting down with Cass from Clutterbug. And you guys, I started, and I was telling Cass a little bit about this before we started recording, but I started following you at a very strange place in my life. I literally Googled how to mop my floors. I had come from, I was a total slob and I grew up and had two kids and thought I wanted to work outside the home. And so I hired a nanny and a full-time housekeeper and an assistant. And then I woke up one day and realized that was not what I wanted for my life. I wanted to work you know, from home and be there with my kids, but I had no idea how to be an adult and how to run a household. And so in my Googling, I found your YouTube channel and I binged watch. This was about eight years ago. So I binged watched all the content you had and it gave me so much like hope in my heart. So Cast just for our listeners, you know, that maybe haven't been obsessed with you for eight years like I have, share with us a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm I still call myself a stay-at-home mom. Is that not the weirdest thing? So I'm a stay-at-home mom, a recovering super slob. And uh, now I run this this business, I guess. Can I call it that? Yes, we're calling yeah. it that. Yeah, called Clutterbug, where I'm helping other people overcome their struggle with clutter. And what I discovered along the way is my biggest challenge was like, I thought it had to be one way. So I was copying what everybody else was doing and failing. And I thought, 
there must be something wrong with me. Like, why can I not adult and everyone else can adult and they're making it look so easy. And I kept failing, but then I discovered my way, a different way, a less organized approach to organization and it changed my life. It changed everything from my finances to my relationship with my husband and my kids. I have more time to spend with them. And that time that was freed up not being this hamster on a wheel when it came to my home and my family allowed me to start a business and has created this amazing, incredible, insane little empire. And I'm still just in shock about the whole thing. There, there's the truth. Like, oh, I, love I get to do what I love talk about things that I'm passionate about and, and earn a living helping people in this really positive way. So I'm really blessed. Now let's go back to the statement that you are a recovering super slob, because I feel like when I was desperately searching for a way to learn how to adult, right? Everybody seemed to have these, oh, I've always been a perfectionist and these are my credentials. And I'm like, I cannot relate to you. But when you said I'm a recovering super slob, I was like, this is my girl. So how, take us back to that. And how in the world did you make that transition? Yeah. So, I mean, I was like a path from the door to my bed to my fridge kind of slob, waist high piles of clothing and just everything else. But then when I, I got married and, and I became a stay-at-home mom, I was like, I got to do this right. So I started shoving and hiding everything in closets and drawers. Like my house looked clean, but if it was raining outside and you had to find the umbrella, you'd have to pull everything out and dig and then shove it all back in. It was a nightmare. Every day I lost something. Every day I would spend minimum a half an hour just looking for the extra shoe, the car keys, the baby soother, you know, all these insane things. And I was like, this is not right. I'm, I'm wasting time. I'm running on a wheel. And every time I tried to, you know, Pinterest organize, I would see some oh, beautiful, gorgeous thing. I would try to replicate that. It would look gorgeous for like a week mm-hmm. and then it would be a disaster again. Mm-hmm. So... I kind of gave up trying. Why bother? I'm just, I said I was a naturally messy person. And now I realize that being messy is a myth. Being a naturally messy person is a myth. You're not messy. You organize differently. And for me, what that means is lazy organizing, right? I need fast, easy, lazy organizing. I still have to hide and toss and shove Mm-hmm. but in an organized macro way. And, and that's been the secret. And as soon as I discovered that macro approach to organization, things stayed organized. I knew where everything was. I wasn't losing things anymore. And suddenly I had hours extra in my day. It was really like a magical thing. And I think what's so cool about this, you know, it's hard to have a new habit like that. I mean, that is hard. And especially in adulthood, did you have moments where you were like backsliding or was this just like, okay, I'm done, like cut the cord, this is happening kind of thing? Yeah. To be honest, I work with my natural tendencies. So every time I try to do a new habit, like eat healthy, go on a diet, you know, exercise, I fail miserably because that's not like it is. It's it's creating a new habit. Instead, I worked with my natural habit nice. and just like, this is where I throw my papers. I'm going to make this the paper throwing drawer and I'm going to organize that out and, and have little baskets. So when I throw it in, it goes into its appropriate home. And so I didn't have to create 
these new crazy habits. Obviously, dishes and laundry, that sucks. That's part of being a grown-up. But the day-to-day, just putting your things away when you're done with them, I was like, okay, where do I naturally toss this? That's where now it lives. And it seems like a really simple thing, but we're not doing it. Yeah. And so you were going, were you going basically for function over it necessarily looking pretty in the beginning? Totally. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And still today, like if you look at my Instagram, you're not going to see pictures of, of beautiful spaces. I don't have those in my home. They're tidy. They're clean. They're organized. I know where everything is, but I don't spend hundreds of dollars on baskets and bins. And I don't take the time to put things in really meticulous ways because for me, it's like, it's about living my life, not having it look beautiful. So how can I have a home that just functions for our whole family where I don't have to spend an hour a day cleaning it and picking up after people? And I don't want to spend my money on baskets. I'm like a basket freak, but I would still rather spend the money on the stuff inside the basket, you know, the cool stuff, as opposed to making it this Pinterest worthy space. So Yeah. And for a long time, I thought, oh, because it doesn't look a certain way, I'm never going to stand out from the crowd. But you sure did. I did. Yeah. I just, I think there's space for just real life, you know, Mm -hmm. just real life systems and, and solutions for people. I agree. First of all, when did Clutterbug start? How did you decide to even, did you start YouTube first or the blog first? Take us back to like why you decided to start this and kind of the evolution of it. I mean, the first thing I ever organized was my closet and I bought dish pans from the dollar store and I tossed them in there and I was so excited about it. Okay. Because I don't fold. No, I still do not fold to this day. Folding. I have ADHD. Nobody's got time for folding. So I tossed my clothes in, but then everything would be a jumbled mess. So I bought a bunch of dish pans and I was so excited about it. I called every friend and family member. I mean, I was shouting it. I'm like, you guys, dish pans are changing my life. No one cared. They were so sick of hearing me talk about organizing. My husband actually said, why don't you blog about it? I mean, you won't shut up about this. You just talk about it nonstop. Talk about it to people who might actually care. And so I started this little blog spot blog and I always called myself a clutterbug. So, so that's what I called it. And I didn't even realize YouTube was a thing. This is so Mm -hmm. long ago, like in the, like in the beginning of YouTube. So I got a phone, I had a, a smartphone and I started just videoing myself talking and uploading it. And I swear to you, I never even looked to see about subscribers or views. I didn't even know what that was. Like, wow. And somebody said to me, you have like 5,000 subscribers and, you know, 50,000 views on one video. And I was like, what is you wow. talking about? And then years later, after I had over 100,000 subscribers, someone asked me, how much money do you make? And I said, you can make money from YouTube? Like, I'm just so dense, you know? And you can. And then I started doing it. Yeah, Yeah. it was like one click. This whole time, I could have been doing it. I didn't even know. So it just really happened organically, this consistently just blabbing about my passion. No tripod, no, you know, caring about being perfect, just just sharing my passion with the world. And and it worked out so great. And I think at the time I started watching you, you were running a daycare out of your home. And I think you guys only had one car. And I felt like 
I could relate to you because I'm like, this is somebody that has to struggle as far as like consciously making a decision to keep their house tidy. And it's not like this perfect situation. And I really related to that. And so I think that authenticity has been, I don't know, your signature thing, right? Through all of this. And so I'm curious, you know, in those early days, did you, I feel like we deal with comparison, especially like putting ourselves out there on social media. Were you literally just kind of like doing your own thing in your own lane, not thinking about the other like organizers or influencers or whatever out there? Yeah, 100%. I'm not really a social media person. That's mm-hmm. the truth. I don't even watch YouTube. That's horrible to say. That is hilarious. But I suck oh so bad. Goodness. And I I don't I don't look at Instagram hardly ever. You probably know you messaged me. It was like what, 2 months before I actually saw it. Like I'm just not that isn't me. So, but now it's starting to now I'm seeing it, right? Because right. now I'm taking a look around and I'm like, wow, everyone is so much better than me. But in the beginning, I was delusionally just oblivious to to competition because it was never a business. It was yeah. a hobby. From, from the very start, I was doing it just for fun whenever I could. And I wasn't putting pressure on myself. It was just something I did in my spare time because I enjoyed it. And then I literally, I feel like I just woke up one day and realized, wow, I'm making more money doing this than I am the daycare. And that was the start of it becoming more of a business. And I'm going to be honest with you, as soon as it, that minute, nothing changed except my perception of it going from a hobby to a business, it instantly became less fun. Wow. And so that's something I'm, I'm always struggling with just reminding myself this is still a hobby. I am still a stay-at-home mom and I'm doing this for fun because the second I think of it as a business and I have to, I don't want to. Mm. The second I'm like, oh, I have to make a video this week or I have to write another book or I have to do, I'm like, ew, yeah, gross. Who wants to be an adult? Not me. And so it's all about perception. So I just keep reminding myself, no, man, this is, I I would do this for nothing. I did do this for nothing. If I lost all my income, I would still do this because I love it. And that's how I stay motivated. Yeah. And finding your passion. Were you ever, I know my husband, we kind of had a conversation about like what we were going to put out on social media and you definitely have let people in your home for years and years. Was there a conscious decision like what you were going to put on camera, what you weren't? Was your husband okay with this? How did that Yeah, happen? no, I'm an idiot. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I, I don't think about anything before I do it. I'm like, I feel like doing this today and talking about this and I, I get myself in so much trouble. I, I can't even tell you. Don't do what I did because <laughs> I don't think before I speak. I share every single thing and that isn't great. And and now, you know, I'm filming a television show. Yes. So, yes. So they called me to film a, a major network. T- I can't really talk about it. It airs in October, but like the, the big time major yes. network television show. I told you show. it's the holy grail. It's the holy grail. And I'm just so just, what is happening but now I realize that there's the potential that there's going to be a spotlight on me. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about that before. And so, I mean, I share everything. I sh- I'm just blabbing to the world. So, so now in hindsight, <laughs> probably sure. Now that it's all out there, how do your daughters, I know, I think our daughters are about the same age. I have a 13 and 10 year old. And I know your daughters are kind of about the same age. How do they deal with that? 
going into like teen years and moms out there, are they cool with it? What do they think? They don't even know the difference to be totally honest because I've been making YouTube videos since they can remember, but you may have noticed I don't film them anymore. Mm -hmm. So they're not on my channel anymore unless they want to. If if they're like, hey mom, I totally want to do this, but I I don't even ask them because I don't want them to feel pressure to, to ever do it. So I film when they're not around because I don't want them growing up and having their face on the internet. And I did that when they were really little. And, and to be honest, I kind of regret that it's, it's really in a positive light. I never would have showed them crying or, or acting out in any way, but they weren't old enough to make that decision for themselves to be on the internet. So they're no longer on the channel. I talk about them, but I, I've now I realize I can't talk about their personal things anymore. And, and so that's, if I could go back in time, that's something I would definitely change. How did you get the kids on board with your, and we need to talk about Clutterbug. I am a ladybug, I think. Basically, I'm a bleep shover. I shove (laughs) and I do organize, sort of, but I definitely like a clean slate. But yeah, go through really quick the four different types of Clutterbug. And I am curious, like I feel like the struggle I know with my kids is teaching them how to just keep things tidy, you know? So was that a struggle for you or is that just all they knew? It is a struggle for me because they organize differently than I do. So to me, a clean space is everything's like put away and you don't see any stuff. And that's what, that's what clean and organized is, but that's my version of clean and organized. So for my daughter, she likes my oldest daughter, she's 12. She likes everything she uses every day out and visual. She's a visual organizer. She doesn't want things put away. It bothers her to not see her things. She she will forget her about her most favorite things if they're hidden out of sight. And so she's the complete opposite of me that way. So we have to adapt. I've right. had to adapt and, and let her organize her way. And it's still beautiful. That's what I've really discovered. It can still be this beautiful organized thing. It just doesn't look like traditional organization. And so I'm a ladybug like you. There are four organizing styles. And we'll start with a ladybug because that's what we are. So ladybugs one. <laughs> the best one. No. Right? <laughs> Wait, have you done the Enneagram yet? The Enneagram it, test? No. Oh, oh, Cass, I'm going to send it to you when this is over. I'm totally interested to see what number you are. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. curious too. I love those personality tests. So I'm fun. Obsessed so with fun. all of them. Okay. Yeah. So a ladybug loves visual simplicity. We don't want to see anything out unless it's beautiful decor type of thing, but almost to a detriment because we will shove and hide and shove and hide even important papers, even bills that need to be paid, just everything so it's out of sight. And then nothing's really organized. We're sort of a lie, aren't we? And that's why I chose the ladybug because it's so beautiful, the bug on the outside and shiny. But if you see the ladybug's wings, when they open it up, they're all crinkled and disheveled. It's a horror show. Oh my gosh. I'm under dying. there, which is just exactly what a ladybug is. So, in the beginning, I thought there was two types of organizers. My husband, who is a cricket, he loves, like me, visual simplicity, but he is so meticulous. He will take the time to file a piece of paper in the appropriate folder, he will take the time to open up containers and put things away. I just won't. I won't take the time. So that's the difference between micro and macro. 
So ladybugs are macro organizers, fast, easy, not a lot of categories because we need quick and easy. And crickets are, they like everything out of sight, but they take the time. They're micro organizers. They like details and perfection. And then the other side of that are some people love everything out of sight and some people get really stressed out by that and they want to see their things. So there's visual organizers. And so a butterfly is a visual organizer that needs macro, fast, and easy. And a bee is a visual organizer that needs detailed perfectionism. And when you know if you're a visual organizer or a hidden organizer in a macro or a micro, you can set up systems that just naturally work with you. Wow. And now I'm really seeing how each little critter, you know, goes with the description. That's really cool. Hey guys, so if you never want to miss a podcast or any of the scoop that's going on around here, go to www.thisloudhouse.com and subscribe to our newsletter. You get all the fun freebies that I send out and you can join our amazing community. Again, it's www.thisloudhouse.com and subscribe. One of the things that I think you've done so well, you have so many tools for each type of organizer. And so somebody that is wanting to, they're like, okay, it's time. I got to get my life organized. What would be, because I hear this a lot, like, okay, I want to start. I'm super overwhelmed. And I felt this way. Like, I don't, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't start. What would you recommend? Like, what is step one? Step one is always purging. And I mean, we hear this all the time, declutter, declutter, declutter. And and honestly, even I get a little annoyed by it, but it's true. It's so true. That's the biggest impact that you can have. So step one is just always going through, especially just trash, which we all have. Even if our house is immaculate, we have stuff that's broken. We have empty boxes. We have expired food. We have, you know, bills that we no longer need to hold on to, all of that type of stuff. And then next is macro sorting. So even if you are a bee or a cricket and you love micro detailed organization, you never start with that because it's so time consuming. And this is what people do. They take a big mountain of a pile and then they make like 10 little piles of the big mountain or even 20 or 30 little piles. And then they're exhausted. And then they take a break for a couple of days and then it all gets mixed up into one big mountain again and then repeat that cycle till you die. And so instead we macro sort. So we take big containers and we say, okay, this is all the medicine. It all goes in here. It doesn't matter if it's pain relievers or antacids or allergy. Mm -hmm. One for medicine. And where would I look for medicine? And then we put that basket there. We label it and we worry about micro sorting it when we have the extra time. And when we need something, we know where it is. Everything is organized. I'm going to use air quotes, even though you can't see them, but we can always go back and make it perfect later. And so that's the biggest just advice that I can give to someone who's starting is let go of the idea of perfection. Let go of the idea of what it's supposed to look like and just make it good enough for now, we can always go back and make it perfect later. Did you read Marie Kondo's book? I did read her book. Here's the thing I think about Marie Kondo's book. And what are your thoughts? I'm going to tell you my thoughts. (laughs) So she's a cricket. I love, I actually really think she's amazing for inspiring so many people to let go. I think grabbing every article of clothing that you have and putting it in a giant pile in your living room 
is a recipe for disaster for busy families. You've got, I have three kids. We have a buttload of clothing. Yeah. I could not imagine doing that. Like it's just, I'd be left with a pile for a month. Let's be totally honest. And then you have to put everything away after. So I found that I love her approach to decluttering if you, if it brings you joy, but that's overwhelming for people when they have a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so instead I would encourage someone to open up their closet and find 21 things that they can let go of that day or turn all your hangers backwards. And three months from now, anything that hasn't been turned back can go little things that you can do in just 15, 20 minutes a day that will add up to success because there's two reasons you want to do this. One, we're busy. And the second reason is if you can find 15 minutes a day to declutter and organize in a month, in two months, it's a habit now. Yeah. And when everything's done, you'll just be in the habit of spending that time on your home and loving and caring for your home every day. With the Marie Kondo approach, you've decluttered in this massive quantity, but then in six months you're filled up again and you have to repeat the cycle forever. I would rather that you learn the tools to maintain a tidy home forever without ever having to do that again. That makes sense. I did the system and I, it's kind of like you lose the weight and then, you know, you gain it back a little bit. And so, you know, I loved the holding it in my hands, but I think what you said is so true. It's, it's got to become a habit. And one of the things that I learned from you, Cass, was, you know, your habits for keeping a tidy home as far as just cleaning up. So like, I remember using that Swipper mop every night before you went to bed, you know, in the kitchen and wiping down the kitchen counter. What are like your do or die? These things have to happen before my head goes on the pillow at night. Yeah. So a nighttime cleaning routine is my secret to always maintaining a tidy house. And I do a five minute tidy. And that means running around. I have a tidy tote. So this tote that I carry around and if something doesn't belong in the space, I put it in the tidy tote and I, or I put it away if, if it's in that space. And then I do a quick like crumb check on the floor, quick like spot mop if the kids right. have spilled juice, which they always do. And I just make sure the kitchen and the bathroom counters are tidy. Dishes are put away. I give a wipe to the toothpaste that's gobbed everywhere. And that's it. That really is it. Bathroom, kitchen is what I focus on in a five-minute tidy. And it takes me 15 minutes maybe. That's not including dinner dishes, right? I mean, dinner dishes are already put away. It's those extra little things. And I wake up to a clean home every single morning. I used to just clean in batches. So I would wait till Saturday and then like spend an entire day just monstrously cleaning. And then the house would just become a disaster again by Wednesday, let's be honest, and then repeat the cycle again. And if we were busy on the weekend, then it was, it was so much, it was overwhelming. And so daily maintenance is the key. But it's also so important when it's great to purge and get rid of things, but everything has to have a home. And that home has to work with your natural tendency. So when you're done with something, you won't just leave it out on the counter you'll put it away because it takes you one second and it's so natural for you to do it because the system of where that goes works with your natural tendency. So if you're a bee, that means a pegboard. That means open shelving. If you're a ladybug, that means drawer dividers. You can just toss things away without giving it a second thought. If it's a cricket, it means setting up that really perfect system so you don't pile till later. You know, it's already there. It takes a minute. So if something takes a minute or less, you'll do it right away. 
but you have to have those systems in place. I think that's so true. I read somewhere about how the secret of a tidy home is that you never let it go there, right? Like it never becomes this disaster because you're doing a little bit every day. And I remember printing out your nighttime routine and it really is crazy. It does not take, we think it's going to take like an hour and a half and it doesn't. I mean, you set a timer and it's 15 minutes max. It's so true. But if, but if you're drowning in clutter, right. you could, I mean, that's just maintenance. You, you still have to do the other stuff, but so do your 15 minute every night cleaning routine, your quick tidy, but then add another 15 minutes through the day at some point, maybe when you first get home from work, even though you're tired and tackle one drawer mm-hmm. or one pile or one something, you will get there. It took me a full year to, to go from super slob to having everything clean and in its home and organized. Wow. And, and at the time I was like, oh, I'll never get there. It flew by. Wow. And now my home is always clean and tidy. And that year it took me to get there was so amazing because I learned so much about myself, how I naturally put things, how to set up a home that works for my kids where they naturally toss their shoes. So I had to put a basket there to catch them. And that year transformed me in so many ways, not just my home. Wow. I know you've talked about having more time and I imagine just more headspace because you're not thinking about all the crap that you have to get rid of or, you know, tidy. What do chores look like for your kids now that they're getting older? I'm assuming you're delegating some of these daily tasks. And was that hard to let go of? Because I know, you know, they don't always do it the way we want them to. Yeah. So when we want them to, (laughs) that would be our situation. It's true. Yes. So my kids do their own laundry. Milo doesn't wash or put them in the dryer, but he puts them away. He's six. So he puts away his own laundry and they're like half hanging off the hangers and it is not, it takes them, you know, half an hour to put away a load and, and that's crazy, but he does it. And the girl's Izzy doesn't fold either. She shoves in her closet. So I was constantly like, dude, just put it away properly. But what I got was her these hanging like fabric things because she would never put things on hangers. She would never, she would just shove them in her clean clothes in the bottom of her closet. And I was cringing. So I got her these hanging things from Amazon. They were like $6. And so it's like these cubbies she can shove into and she doesn't fold. and, And that's how she puts away her laundry, but it's working. Nothing's on the floor. Everything is where she knows where it is. I cringe when I go in there, but it's in the closet. So it's, it's, it's right. maybe bug proof. I can shut the doors. But yeah, I, I had to realize that they organize in their own way. And how can I help them set up a system to give them success with their natural tendencies instead of trying to force them to do it the way I think is right? And isn't that true for so many things in motherhood, right? Oh, it's, it's such a struggle. All right. Are you still a dollar store bin girl? Because I, st- I still have some of the bins that you told us to go get at the dollar store. They last. Yeah, I have a problem. I have a problem with dollar store bins. I have learned to buy white mm-hmm. because I would like, oh, I'm going to do this whole room in pink. Ha, 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 ha. And then things change and you're constantly having to adapt. You get new things or you don't need things anymore. So you're changing a system and I'd be like two bins short or I'd have two extra bins. And, and so now I've learned to always just buy white and I can switch them from room to room and they always look good. And uh, yeah, I still, I will always buy dollar store. You know, I'm doing this television show. It's 
<laughs> on this major network. Right. And I bought dollar store bins for it. it. And they were, they were sort of cringing, like, what are you talking about? They were like buying things from Crate and Barrel. And they had one basket, it was $200. I'm like, take that back. I don't, that's ridiculous. We spend a dollar yeah, on yeah. the containers. And so, yeah, even, even for the TV show, we're dollar store shopping for drawer dividers and, and baskets because they can still be beautiful and you don't have to spend a lot of money on organization. So I know that this has become obviously a business for your family. Was there a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like all of those videos that I took, you know, when I didn't think anybody was watching, like this is happening and momentum, this is like a train that is moving. And how, how did you feel? The truth is it always feels like there's the next mountain. And mm-hmm. so I remember saying, if I can make $2,000 a month, this is going to be the greatest thing because I can replace my daycare income. And then it was, if I could just do this, if I could just get to a hundred thousand, now I'm like, if I could just get to half a million and then it'll be like, if I could like subscribers, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And then I'm like, there's always... I don't know. What is success, I guess? So to me, there hasn't been a moment where I'm like, I've made it because now there's so much more I want to do. The first time I wrote a book, I was like, I wrote a book and then a second and then a third. Now I'm writing my fourth. It's a guided journal. And and I was like, oh, this is... But um, then it was like, oh, I want to do an online course to help people. And now we're like, now we're going to licensing. So it's a journey. And there is no top. There is no end to the journey. And there is no moment where you feel like you finally reached it because there's just so much more you want to always do. Yeah. Does that make sense? It I know. Really does. And it's, it's to me just goes along with your whole philosophy of a little bit every day. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got something happening. And when you can wake up every day and do something you love, like that is, is huge. And so I'd love to just kind of end with this, Cass. You know, I know a lot, well, pretty much everybody that listens is usually a mom and, you know, dealing with ups and downs and, and also pursuing what they really want to do with their life. And I guess what would be your advice to somebody that is, they, they want to do something else. They, you know, have some dreams and what would be your advice to them? Like just starting out. My advice is to not worry about, to not even look at the end picture, to just focus on what can I do today to push the needle forward? What can I do today in 15 minutes that's going to get me closer to my goal? And no comparing yourself to others, no looking at all the things you're not accomplishing in that day. Just what can I do that's going to have a little bit of an impact? So when I wrote my first book, I wrote it in 15 minutes a day. I set a timer and I was like, today I'm just going to sit and, and write for 15 minutes. And in two months I had an entire book written. And I thought that that was a task that was so huge, but yeah. anything can be accomplished in just 15 minutes a day. Wow. That's so powerful. Well, you guys can connect with Cass, all the different, I mean, all the channels, right? YouTube, tell us where, where we can go. Yeah, you can just Google Clutterbug. You can find my website and YouTube and Pinterest. Everything's just Clutterbug. My podcast, it's all Clutterbug. 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, my friend, being here. You guys, she has so many wonderful free printables and, you know, the book. And we are so excited about the show that's coming out. So that is going to be really, really cool. And we'll be definitely stalking your Instagram as well. So I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, y'all. So if you would like to join our community on Facebook, we have a special group just for you. You can continue the conversation off the podcast online. Simply join the Life Sunny Side Up podcast group. Just search in your groups. It'll come up and I will be so excited for you to be a part of this amazing community. 